Welcome to I Am Human, a podcast in which we interview a stranger about how they experience the human condition. This is not a self-help podcast, and your hosts are not licensed professionals. We purely want to know who you are deep down. We want to know what makes you, you. scarf on if you take it off the magic is gone yeah. no matter how warm you get inside of here like you know middle school drama teacher no, you're doing it i mean not really a beanie unless there's something i missed in the last 20 years do they change their attire it's just modern, modern maybe yeah. they're outside doing a play okay. he's not aware of beanie oh, yeah maybe my head's cold bro Ever thought of that? <laughs> I haven't really thought about it, no. Ever thought of a drama teacher with a cold head? <laughs> it's very selfish of me. Brianna, you're looking good today. Yeah, yeah? I'm feeling good. 100%? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Kim, how are you feeling? I'm feeling, feeling like 97%. Okay, great. That's good. Everyone's feeling good. Good. We're all feeling good. Yeah, yeah. So, our topic, guys. We have a topic today. Yes. What was it? Resilience? Resilience. What the shit's that about? Uh, yeah. Um, how would you define that? Yeah, how would you? No, how would you define that? How would you define that? I will ask the questions. I just picked a a word out of the dictionary randomly, and it was resilience. No, you didn't. That's way too specific. Oh, you know, life, life beats the shit out of you so very often, and, uh, you know, you either go down some really deep, dark hole and let it consume you, or you just kind of say, oh, well, I'm healing from it, and I can feel myself healing from it, and, you know, you bounce back from it. Being resilient to me. It's not a dictionary definition. It's just my definition. Okay. Does that make sense, or do you sure, think sure. of resilience yeah. different? Yeah. Than what, me? Oh, yeah. No, I imagine resilience in, in, this, in a similar way. Yeah. You know, when you're faced against a, a very difficult time, a trying time in your life, and, and how you, you know, come out of that on top, so to speak, mm-hmm. you know, or in a better or right. stronger way. Jeremiah, do you uh, consider yourself to be a resilient person or not? I don't know. I don't know because it's like, I, I don't know. When I think of resilience, I also think of like courage and stuff like that, bravery, mm. you know, and I have mixed feelings about those words because I feel like bravery, when you look at someone and you say, oh, wow, that, that person's really brave, um, I feel like you're saying that because you're imagining yourself and that's in their situation. Does it necessarily require courage of them to do something that like, you know, they, they don't even have to think twice, it's just they... That's how they saw the situation. That's how they reacted, you know. I suppose unless you knew the person's history, you would then be a better judge of bravery and resilience. I feel like resilience requires suffering, and maybe it's like a stamina for suffering, Hmm. you know. Yeah. The difference of, of, 
what I'm saying with like the courage thing is that we can look at someone like someone people will tell me like it's courageous of me to play a song on stage but like in my mind I'm like that's like incredibly that's where I'm most comfortable mm-hmm. like I'm uncomfortable like sitting down and talking with you right or at least less comfortable than I would be on stage like playing to you you know so it's not I don't view it as a challenge because I'm not suffering through anything yeah. Well, resiliency doesn't necessarily have to. I mean, in my view, maybe it doesn't have to mean that you're brave or courageous. Maybe just that you're able to go through something and remain in one piece, whether or not you're brave or courageous or not. Resiliency is basically being able to endure shit in your life and, you know, mm. still. Yeah. So, is it anything other than suicide, or is there another? Yeah. I feel like there. It's like a. It's like a, I guess I suppose a spectrum of, of who is actually talking about resiliency. You know, like it could be. You know, not, I'm not gonna kill myself because this really shitty thing happened to me, or you know. I still have my job, even though I hate my life, and I need to continue to survive. That doesn't mean you're brave or courageous. It just means you're going through the shit, and you're still able to keep your head on straight. You have to know how to how to survive. So, could you could a person be like leading a life without resiliency? What is an example of someone who isn't resilient? What is their life like? I don't know. Maybe they give up a lot. I see it. And I mean, if I experience it from somebody in any way, it's, it's usually the kind of person who, you know, something bad happens to them. And then from there, it's just like, it's one bad thing after another because they're just, they're looking for, you know, just something that goes shitty. And, you know, they're not trying to like turn it around. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I find when I'm least resilient myself, it's just like, I'm just following that negative, like, one after the other kind of like understanding that kind of a perspective just seeing things as as just like one continuous bad day so i guess being hopeful yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta see some some way to turn it around and come back from it you know i think even if you are the kind of person who lets things go down that negative path you you still at one point will just be like i'm I'm done i'm turning around you know yeah there's a lot of different levels to the resiliency, though, because no matter what, as long as, like, you're not, like, killing yourself, no matter what the situation is, you're still resilient to some point, because there's always, there's something could have been worse could have happened. Mm-hmm. You made something to make it not the worst possible action that you could have taken, so you're resilient, even if it's only just a little bit, it's still being resilient, getting through that issue. Yeah. It may not be the best outcome that you were expecting, but it was still something better than what could have happened. Uh-huh. So I suppose you could say everyone has a little shred of hope. Yeah. I can believe that. Yeah. Hmm. I, mean, I'm a, I'm, I don't know everybody uh, 100%. I don't know what they're capable of. I'm pretty sure we're all capable of uh, coming back from you know, the point of no, no return, the drop of the hat, you know, not returning to the same life you had before all the shit went down, but 
you know, finding a new uh, path to wander, whatever. Sounds good. That's a topic, resilience. I want to like look up the actual. Yeah, you that. know, as I'm sitting here thinking about, <laughs> we all think about it differently. It's like yeah. I think the most resilient thing I do is go to work and work all day. Mm. I'm suffering through it. Like I don't necessarily want to be there. I have to talk myself into being. Mm. And when I want to go home, I have to talk myself into staying. And when I want to like cut corners or something, I have to talk myself into doing it right. Because Kind of sucks. Yeah. Okay, so go ahead. So the actual definition of resilience is the capacity to recover quickly from difficulties. Okay, so it's a measurement of time. <laughs> How quick is quick? Uh, time is just I don't lose. I definitely right? don't. <laughs> like when I think of the like the bigger standout traumas in my life, like. It wasn't quick recovery. You know, I kind of feel, still feel like I'm recovering. Aren't we all shit? Yeah. I don't even know what's 100% recovery. I feel like to be human, you're kind of like always in a constant state of recovery in a sense. It doesn't matter whether or not we we consider ourselves resilient, but, you know, it doesn't have to be a quick snap back into reality. Yeah, I think it is more important to you know, either suffer through it or or just kind of come back gradually, you know. There's always going to be lingering effects when you dealt with a tragedy or a trauma, mm-hmm. but I guess from the outside looking in, resiliency could be you know going back to work after a family death or something, yeah. Yeah. getting back to your normal. Right. Yeah, right. but really inside you're still just fucking dying. Like with grief, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, that's definitely the tipping point. Like wherever we establish old routines and create new ones, because before, because after a trauma, it's just dysfunctional, like for a while, and, mm-hmm. and every day is kind of different, and just nothing. Yeah, that's uh, in that sense, it still takes me. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah, and who's to say what? Quickly means to some people to they can mean something or someone else like how what is to get over you know a difficult thing in their life. Yeah, I say I see the way like a, a, a house that had some damage to it gets uh, put back together or you know burnt down a house gets put back up. I mean it takes time. You have to do it in in segments. You know it's not like get it done in a day. Mm-hmm. I don't expect the same thing of my own like mental stability, just kind of like trying to get myself back on track in order to be like, okay, I'm ready. I'm ready to get through the rest of this life, you know, come hell or high water. Nothing's really going to break me. When a trauma occurs, basically what happens is something happens that you do not expect to happen. And even if you knew it could happen, maybe it's not only going to happen to me. And then when it does happen, it like forces you to confront that that is a reality, mm-hmm. and that's a part of your reality, and that changes that like destroys everything that you thought was real or possible before, and now you have to restructure your life, including this thing, mm-hmm. whether you want to or not, because it's, it's impacted you. So I, when I'm thinking of resiliency, I'm thinking of the time that 
that that reality is shattered, that it takes for you to reestablish this new workable reality. Right. Because it's never going to be the same. Right, no. It, and that comes with you know, acceptance and forgiveness. We're all part of that. Like right. acceptance and inclusion of that reality. Yeah. I, I always find that I, um, I kind of become numb when it's something like that. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, whether it's a death in the family or just like some you know terrible shit that happened to me, getting into a car accident or something, you know, because I know that usually shakes me up because I've been probably like three or four in my life. But is that numb part really part of the resilience, or is the resilience getting out of the numb feeling just and yeah, yeah getting I, past that? Yeah, I mean, I, I come back from a certain point, but it happens so slowly and gradually that uh i don't even realize it's actually happening it's just like whatever thoughts were mainly occurring in your in your head when you first felt numb just will uh, slowly yet surely just kind of dissipate but uh, i don't know if it is resilience i mean i'm not like actively trying to get myself from feeling like shit or uh, you know feeling just numb Uh, i just wait for it to just kind of go I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I don't even know if that does, you know, qualify as resilience. That's just how I naturally get back into the swing of things. I've done say. that, mm-hmm. and it, I think it, there is a means to the numbness, but in the long run, it's not serving me well. No. <laughs> but in the moment that it comes on to you, it's it's helpful. Yeah. It's the best way to deal with things. I mean, for, for me, I, was, I, I can definitely attest to that in uh, my experience. Keeps you from crashing. Keeps it yeah. level. Yeah. Instead of dipping down. Like, let's not have the ship sink, yeah. you know? Yeah, because usually if there's one thing on top of another, like getting thrown at me, like fires that I have to put out, you know, it's just, if I'm if I'm feeling that numb, I was just like, okay, fine. I'll, you know, I'll do what I have to do, you know? I feel better prepared for, you know, going through the motions or whatever. I almost feel like, you know, you experience like physical pain, your brain releases like certain chemicals, then I'll be quick with that experience, but also bring your awareness to it. I think it's similar with like emotions, I think you have an emotional pain. Mind of the, the hardest, the most difficult times that I've had, like, I was lunged into a numbness. And I don't think that was a choice. I, mean, I, I think that was in the same way, just it's just a coping mm-hmm. It's just like when you get like shot or stabbed or something, your adrenaline kicks and you don't know what happened to you. It's the same. Right. And yeah, it's just that that shock of the new reality. Right. And uh, in, in those moments, I stop. I like give up on free will. And I just go with like whatever is still happening, and it's just like whatever you kind of just like attitude. Yeah. And that's not a great time. It's not, but I mean, one of the, another alternative is just kind of like fighting everything and just like becoming just nasty. Mm. Now, fighting the change, the numbness might keep, you know, just some way of going with the flow. You know, even if it is just kind of like still feeling the pain at the same time, it's just like, mm. yeah. That almost gives you, like, 
gives you the time to be able to think things through also. Right. You're not acting on those impulses that are yeah. probably going to be bad. Right. Because you haven't thought them through. Yeah. There it is. That's a big one. Mm-hmm. That's it. <laughs> Up the brakes. So you're, you're just giving yourself time to restructure. That's totally fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, use that time. Don't milk it for all it's worth. Don't neglect it. You can. Yeah. Do you think you you recovered from stuff more quickly as an adult than you did as a child? So much more as an adult. Because the more I know, or the more I've experienced, the more I'm just like, oh, yeah, that shit just doesn't really matter. It's just the way I learn it. I don't feel like getting too caught up in it and letting it eat away at my um, sanity. Yeah. yeah. It depends on the situation. Because, like, I feel like when we're kids, if we have some type of hardship or something that we're suffering through, or even mm-hmm. if it's just, like, something like bullying, if it's dealt with and then just ignored, you learn from that and you accept the changes a lot easier as a child. But if it's something that, like, say... I know with you, like, people kept calling you stupid or whatever that was before. Yeah. Like, that was probably one of your things, but it was constantly, you were reminded of that constantly. Yeah. And that's why it probably would have taken longer. Yeah, but then, then the same, you know, I'm older, and now, like, if somebody calls me stupid, it's like... You understand yeah. it. More. Yeah. I mean, I think I've had a, a better experience being like, oh, shit, what I did is stupid. I don't even know why I didn't uh, associate any logic with making my decision. I'm really like, oh, yeah, I can do a stupid thing here and there, but it doesn't make me overall stupid. You know, I, I feel comfortable with you know, my own level of intelligence. Mm-hmm. Seems to get me by. <laughs> but then, like, I guess physical and emotional are two completely different things regarding the age, too, because, like, that makes a lot of sense with almost every situation I can think of with mental resilience uh-huh. being easier as an adult than as a child, but say as a child, someone lost like half of their limb. They're going to learn their whole life without a limb, and right. it's easy to adapt to that change. When it happens to an adult, like, your life's fucked yeah, for right. a long time until you learn how to redo everything in your life. Because you have to relearn. You're that's not learning from the beginning. That's a great point. So when you're a kid, it's like, don't worry. This is a small Yeah, point like, oh, you'll get life. used to it. You'll uh-huh. get over it. You know, most of you is later. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I th- I'm now paying attention to, like, the story of my life as I tell it to myself. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I think if you're anything like me, you're just constantly reflecting on the whole of your life at different periods of the day for yeah. different reasons and drawing uh-huh. from different experiences. And... So there was like a point of when, of my youth where like life kind of happened to me, you know, but then there, there begins to be a point later on where you can kind of manipulate the circumstances for yourself. You can change your story, uh-huh. which in turn changes how you feel about yourself, Yeah, which motivates certain actions. So like if you don't want to feel like an asshole, you just be good, you be a nice person. And then when you do that for a long enough time, you can reflect on years of being a nice person, I just know that you're not an asshole, right? So it's like that thought, and I'm thinking of like resilience of suffering through work and stuff. Like 
because I remember there was a period of my life where I started working at Taco Bell and I worked a four-hour shift, and I was like, that wasn't so bad. You know, this guy's working for like an eight-hour shift, and I was like, this is fucking bullshit. I should be playing music. I should be hanging out with my friends. Like, this is not how I want to spend my time. I just resisted it, you know? But now I'm, I'm telling myself this story of like, if I really wanted this time for myself to do the thing that I keep claiming I need to be doing uh-huh. while I'm at work, how come I'm not doing that on my day off? Like, yeah. So it, how much time is it really stealing? And is it so bad that like you have to spend a piece of your day devoted to something other than you? You know, it's like, it's actually okay. I think it's like a healthy thing to do uh-huh. to like go to a place and work and it's not to any like, it's for other people. It's not to like serve you, your ego, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. People do need their tacos. But that's how I like restructured the reality to to allow myself to actually be okay to like work so much. Uh-huh. I just have to tell myself this different story of what work means to me. That's something you had to talk yourself into was working. Yeah, for sure. Uh-huh. I think I quit almost every other job because it was. You know, I got in, I learned what I needed to do, I got bored, I started just panicking over the thought of being there forever, Yeah. and just quit. Mm. I uh, just wanted to have something to do with my time, so I think working was all it was, so I think I got around to like that music and having me time later. I just thought all I was supposed to do was work. Cool to know. I think I kind of thought I might never have to work. Yeah. No. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> but I think, hey man, you, you might just be able to just get by. <laughs> and couch surfing for life. I did, you know, I did. I couch surfed for like years. Busted in the streets. Busted in the streets, yeah. Sure. You know, I was just avoiding it all. Now, here you are. That's you want a couch? couch. Yeah. Because I wasn't suffering through it, I should say. Because protecting by or. Yeah. I don't know, just thinking like, eh, it should probably work out, <laughs> you know? <laughs> what got you, uh, when did you get back in school, or were you coasting by while you were in school? No, I got I got back into school when I was like 19, is this girl I was dating, so it was really important to her to go to school, and uh, yeah, make the mom happy or something. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, and I just enrolled in, you know? I was really motivated by that first because then I remembered, oh, I actually kind of like having a place. Like, it's cool to sit in a classroom that you selected that like a bunch of like-minded people hopefully selected to you know, yeah. have discussions and socialize and meet people. Like School's not so bad, but uh, you know, I just ended up being bored and not wanting to be there. Mm. You know, I dropped out so I could watch my, I should I could babysit my friend's kid, but it wasn't that big of a deal to me. Like, yeah. I, I was like, all right, sure, I'll just drop out like a semester before graduating. Like, it doesn't mean anything to me. It's just, not, I don't know. Like, this is part of, I've always been an apathetic person when it comes to that, stuff like that. You know, I've always just been interested in expressing myself. That's what I want to do all the time. Mm-hmm. Obsessively. So I just write and I draw and I play music and I do this. And so, you yeah. want everybody to look at you? It's going to be a new Instagram model. Look at that scarf. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) 
So that is the problem that is that work work isn't as me focused as I want it to be. Mm-hmm. It's probably just my own narcissistic issue. Uh, work isn't usually me focused. Love it. Last time I did shrooms, I thought I came to the conclusion we're all in a giant circle being digested, and that's the universe <laughs> eating its own tail. Yeah, 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 something like that. What is that called? Ouroboros. Ouroboros. Yeah, we all like that now. What? I, just, I don't know. Like, I see it everywhere. So it's like this ancient symbol. Yeah. Never-ending like, story. Uh, Never-ending story. Or, uh, <laughs> you know, I never watched it, but what's that one with the, with the uh, dragons, dragons and such? That show? Games. Uh, Game, Game of Thrones. Thrones. Yeah. Throne Games. I've never watched it. Yeah. If anyone listens to this, this piece of shit. I've never watched it. <laughs> I watched the first episode and that was it. Oh, wow. Dags? I watched the whole series. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there's somebody here. <laughs> was Ouroboros ever a part of that? No. Oh, okay. There were dragons. Uh, we're talking about a snake though. eating its own tail. I'm actually really surprised if I can come in the head like, the majority of us here right now. <laughs> that is shut. We are a small minority. For sure. Small minority, as opposed to a major majority. I would get seen. shit on every time I brought up Yeah, They're like, oh, you had to watch Yeah. <laughs> it's like you brought disgrace to all <laughs> You know. Well, well, the whole thing, devoting your attention to this show. The whole thing was you had like a, a whole fan base who were, just got like more and more angry with the direction they took it in the last like three episodes. And, yeah, uh, kind of sullied the whole like, why would you watch this again? Because you know how disappointing it's going to be. Exactly. Again. Yeah. That's. Uh, I feel like I did myself. That's its legacy. Yeah. So yeah. You, you you missed nothing. If, um, <laughs> you know, my father-in-law thought uh, there was this big episode where they fought like a, a zombie army. He was just like, oh yeah, that was the end of the the whole series. He thought that was the end of it. It was like it probably should have ended there. Yeah. It would have been fine. Yeah. Squeeze it out. Oh, they did. Got to have saw ten. Everything's a trilogy. This could have been a movie. Come on. Yeah, and it's originality in movies. And you go to every movie now, and you're just like, oh, I've I know exactly. Seen this? I, it, it's uh, <laughs> this person's going to betray that person. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's a great plot point. And, you know, there's there's no such thing as a twist anymore. Okay, there's this movie I saw. It's kind of it's not too old. What's it called? Beaches. It's like Thank You for Calling or something. It's about this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah, huh? Did you see it? Uh, sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother you. Yeah, I got you. Did you watch that one? Yeah, I watched that. Did you make it through the whole thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's a movie where I'm like, okay, what the fuck is going on? Uh-huh. That's a good Swiss Army Man, if you've ever saw oh, that. I love that. John, <laughs> that's John dies at the end. Did you ever see that? John dies at the mm-hmm. end, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's some, there's some interesting Yeah, but that, yeah. But it doesn't achieve worldly success, like, the Avengers. No, I think um, what the, Sorry to Bother You came out the same time as uh, like Get Out did. Oh, and, uh, okay. It was kind of like overshadowed by that. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. If you know, you had uh, Armageddon and Deep Impact in the same summer. One movie's more memorable than the other. Right, one movie is the entire side. Yeah. Right. It, apparently, we're going to war, potentially. <laughs> Know Are you coming at me, bro? Thoughts about that? <laughs> like, I'm trying know. to ignore it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, watching TV when the breaking news thing popped up, and I was like, 
Oh god. Yeah. It's yeah. happening. No, we watch TV, so I was out of the loop until Reddit was kind of trying to tell me something. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it's going crazy. Yeah. Should we be worried? Are we worried? No, I, I, I used to worry about that like when I was a kid and they said like uh you know, when when Clinton bombed Iraq like in ninety eight, ninety nine. Okay. I was like, Oh wow, this is gonna be a the some big major thing that happened and nothing happened. You just get away with it. Yeah. Much, but I, yeah, you know, I, I, I'd go to school like the next day, and people were just like fearful that we were going to be, we were going to be bombed in, in retaliation. Then, oh, okay, and I got a little nervous about that, but you know, I don't feel like getting nervous. You know, when when North Korea was just like, oh yeah, we're gonna we're gonna bomb America. You know, yeah, like okay. I never cared about any of that either. Cause what are they really gonna do? Yeah. It's like that one little country against us. Damn. But now, like I just saw that, like. Russia and China are in with Iran, and I'm like, oh, there's three major ones. Like, all right, now I might actually pay a little Tommy bit of attention. Yeah. Damn. Russia was probably going to say Russia. Yeah. I don't want to get like too caught up in all of it, and I know I sh- I know I should be. I know it's important, but right. I, I really don't have the energy to. It's not you know, affecting your. Daily, immediate life. Maybe eventually it will. will yeah, but no, surely. But, uh, what are you going to do about it? I'm just kind of accepting <laughs> the fact that I'm a cursed with apathy. I'm just like, uh, no, I'm just trying to make it where he does. Come up there. At this point. Yeah. I'm trying to change the world. That's pretty terrible of me, though. Well, I said it. Hey. <laughs> Are you trying to change the world? I, I mean, I, sh- I should, I, I, I know that I should definitely do shit. You know? Yeah. You I can, know, I can look at the problem and say, okay, apathy is definitely a huge issue with like, you know, global warming or something. Mm-hmm. Or, or whatever. Like recycling and shit, reusing stuff. A lot of people just don't care. You know? Oh, yeah, no, I'm all, I'm like, all it's on definitely problem. I'm definitely exactly that person who's called the problem, and I still don't care. <laughs> you know, like it's terrible. But it's more than just the average Joe. It's, it's the people that have power to make the change. Corporations, you know, people right. in power, they don't care. Yeah. But they'll yeah. care if they start selling less things that contribute. They that. can't get their burrito. They're you know, not money, going to go make that deal. Money really does really well, and that's where each one of us can have a little shred of, you know, where the direction goes. Yeah, for sure. No one's united enough to do that, though. There's enough no. of us to, you know. I think they Yeah, if everyone would actually all do it, but they won't. They've definitely they second uh, guess it. divided us up it. enough that we don't come together and form something. Something catastrophic needs to happen. Probably. Well, I mean, you're saying something. You don't want something catastrophic to happen. No, you're just but saying, like, I mean, if everyone is living their life in such a way where what is happening, is they don't have a common goal them, anymore. They're not really going to have any sort of motivation to change until it starts to affect them. Mm-hmm. So, catastrophic things. I mean. I don't know if it needs to be kind of strong or not, but if it's affecting a large amount of people enough to the point where they feel like this is not fair, they'll start to change what they're doing. Well, I'm not going to say global warming, but that sounds like one of those things. 
but they don't see the immediate effects. Yeah. I, I've convinced myself of the story of, like, you know, when I was practicing Buddhism, they're talk, talking about this idea of, like, you, you have to, like, you're responsible for your life and you have to take care of yourself primarily so that you can take care of other people better, you know? Right. And so I tell myself the story of, like, I'm doing the work, I'm making, like, a focused and consistent effort to become a better person, and in the hopes that the people I encounter and the decisions I make have a positive effect mm -hmm. on the world at large, and that's my contribution. To, to go and, and force myself to care about something I, I don't feel like I genuinely care about just feels dishonest. Right. And I'd rather put my work in what I know is honest and true for myself. Yeah. And which would hopefully also be the best place to put my focus. Yeah. I find more often than not, I, um, I feel bad about not caring enough mm -hmm. and not doing anything. That's kind of where I am at this point. But I just don't do anything. I don't give a dollar here or there to a charity. So it's not really, I don't know where it's going. I don't know how it's being spent. I don't know yeah, anything. It's just like, yeah. I also don't trust that shit. Yeah, but when I, but when you walk away from like the Salvation Army during Christmas time, it's just like I'm not gonna give you money. Yeah. It's like I feel a little part of me die inside, even if I don't know where the charity's going. I know I feel like there are ways to discover entities that are genuinely helping people, but yeah. most of the time, and speaking from my own perspective, I don't actually seek out the knowledge to figure these things out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So. I end up doing less than I, I would want myself to do because I don't put in the work to actually discover these things. Yeah. Because I would do it if it was like, maybe if I didn't have to do the work and it was done for me and I'll like, oh, okay, yeah, totally. But I'm about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then I have to like actually like remember and think about it and like then do it. And I have so much shit on my plate that I, I often don't do that at all. Mm -hmm. The things that aren't directly affecting me. It's maybe a good filter to have it sometimes because then the things that you do choose to do, like you really, really want to do. And it's not, and it's keeping you from being able to impulsive. Because maybe you right. travel down this path and, and put in all this effort and not have and then not. Right. And it's just like a way of filtering through, like, um, yeah, we could do that, but there's definitely something better, you know, <laughs> like, or, or something. Like, at least you know. In your heart, it's just like, I'm not a misanthrope. I'm willing to give myself. But I don't want to find out it's, it's in the right circumstance. Yeah, I don't want to, like, contribute to things that are perceived as something that is going to help. And in actuality, it's like 10% uh -huh. is actually going to help anyone. The rest is all advertising. And so, like, <laughs> what is the point of that? Yeah. Right. Like, yeah. And, that, and it also goes back to... We are we are these you know, little beings on this earth, but there are people with so much more power and and influence that can do so much more. And and it's like they just throw a penny in the bucket and say, "Look at me." And it's like compared to like what each of us can do, it's probably like in comparison so much more than what they're doing. Mm -hmm. You know, that's like I think it was like an article on Bezos, like is the guy from Amazon. Yeah. Well, I gave all this stuff to like this charity, but it's like when you look at the numbers, it's it was like, like a dollar. For us. Like you don't, you're not getting a pat on the back for that. Mm -hmm. Like yeah, I think they have like piles of money and just trying to figure out how to donate and just try to seek out like decent people who are like in a genuinely troubling position or something, you know, just help the individual. 
rather than trust somebody else, somebody else's word or intentions. Mm. If it's under healthcare. Especially compared to organization, I already don't trust that. Yeah. <laughs> like, so. But there are some out there that are. There are, and I know there there is a website resource, I can't remember the name, but you can look it up, where it they they give you actual breakdown of how the money is distributed from charities. You can look up any charity, and I'll tell you, and, and it, it has like top-rated charities, but like 100% of it goes to wherever. Um, so there's definitely resources out there. But yeah, it is interesting how like you you, you talk to yourself, and you're like, you, you could totally do this. Like, why aren't you doing this? Yeah. And I'll talk to myself about not doing a thing. And then continue to not do it. And then, isn't that funny? I'll tell myself in my head, isn't that funny how we think about this thing we could rather be doing that would be better, and we just keep not doing it? Mm-hmm. Wow, it's silly to be a person. You know, <laughs> just continue, like... It, yeah, it is crazy, because, like, you can, you know, search the internet on, like, literal miners that have, you know, started, like, some sort of foundation to help, like, some third world village, and you're like, what the fuck have I done? Mm-hmm. And this person's, like, 12, mm-hmm. you know, and what yeah. could I have accomplished in my life to help those that, you know, are severely misfortunate? But I don't beat myself over that fact. No. But it is interesting to be like, wow, like, yeah. what did, like, how did you do that? Like, what, what was the process? I'm curious. It makes me think that, like, maybe because of, like, our culture, that there's this, like, split in our reality where we're either an audience member or, like, a part of the show. Mm-hmm. And that carries out through our day, too. So, like, you're watching the thing or you're just observing the thing happening. Or you're actually engaging and taking part in it. And it's hard to draw the line between those things sometimes. You'll, you'll start to be like, oh no, like video games are actually very, really helpful for mm-hmm. all these reasons. <laughs> I feel like killing like six hours at a time or whatever. <laughs> I like to think that, you know, people with more of a monetary availability to organize and do things like that are, are the ones that are capable of doing it. That's why I'm not capable of doing it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the reality yeah. is, if, if, you have, if you have the audience and you have the community, around you and, yeah. and you really like it comes together communicating that to an effective what in an effective way like you can gather those resources and, and that'll just fall in your lap i guess or not or I, don't know, I suppose it does take work but you don't necessarily have to have a monetary backing to do any of those things to make a movement you just need a voice and some way to right. you know convey your message but do i have the time to do that fuck no I don't know. I guess I think uh who am I? So I don't actually do anything. So I, I think that it. too. <laughs> but at the same time I think that's what they want us to say. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like no, I hear you. but I I still feel that way. I still feel I'll get motivated for a second about an idea, and then yeah. I'll imagine myself in the situation where I'm talking about or pitching it or something. I'm like, oh, that's no, no, no. That's why would I? Why is that necessary? Why would you say that? That's you know. Then who am I? Who am I? Yeah. Be up there saying these things. Yeah, other people have said this better before right. in books that I haven't read. Yeah. So, who the fuck am I? Fucking Jeremiah Scott and 
Good job. <laughs> that was a compliment. Don't, don't look at me. <laughs> I don't know where else to go right now. Line of sight. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be on my head. <laughs> and everyone needs to look down at you to read your headstone. <laughs> I feel like I'm saying your name wrong. Is it Brianna? Brianna. I've been calling you Brianna the whole time. <laughs> Bri- Brianna. There you go. I keep saying Brianna. I don't know. I just. That's how my mom says it. I don't know if it's supposed to be a certain way. I don't know. I don't so care. you were raised hearing it. Yeah. Brianna. <laughs> Because then some people say, like, Brianna. And I'm like, I'm not Anna. No. Put the Brie in there. Make sure you put the Brie. Well, I don't know if I remember ever saying your name now. <laughs> Brianna. <laughs> did it. You look so proud. I yeah. said it. <laughs> I mean, I finally started saying Kim's last name correctly. So now I, I started not calling her Sam. <laughs> sorry. It's not intentional. It's okay. I just want to know who Sam is. <laughs> yeah, what Sam are you picturing? No, I just thought you were a Sam. Somewhere in the deep depths of your mind, there's a Sam. And I want to know who that is. <laughs> Sam the Butcher from uh, the Brady Bunch. I'll take He shacked it. up with Alex. <laughs> Alice. Now I'm dating myself. Uh, well, I went over to the nursing home. There was this old woman who said, I'll give you the best advice I ever got. Remember someone's name, and that will take you very far in life. Has it? I can't ever remember. <laughs> I I think of her every time I forget, and it's usually immediately after they say it. It's just terrible. That's probably the only reason she said it. She's probably like, this isn't profound, but when he forgets someone's name, he's going to think of <laughs> me now. <laughs> <laughs> But I get it, like, you know, it, it is nice, like, you ever meet someone who, like, maybe you met briefly? Yeah, and they remember you right away. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, wow. You, like, you feel like you made an impression upon them, mm-hmm. and that's why they remember your name. Like, yeah, this, it, I can see how it could be helpful. I've had that p- happen to me, and I'm like, I don't think I've even ever met you. I'm like, how do you know me? Like, I remember one time I was in the hospital, and a bunch of people came up. And one guy messaged me. He was like, oh, I'm sorry. I couldn't come up and see you. And I'm like, wait, who is this guy? I'm like, mm-hmm. he, like, knows me and, like, knows my whole life story. I'm like, what? This is weird. I'm like, yeah. I guess I made an impact and actually talked to him before, but <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Damn. That's crazy. What? Trying to be subtle about it. Uh, well, now you're not. Now you can just yeah. uh, sure. Dad's just going like to the uh, bathroom now. Yeah. We need, like, a little hand symbol for it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, like, I gotta go, so I thought, hey, maybe we just said the wrong thing. I actually realized I hate this, and I hate all of you, so... <laughs> so you said it's interesting having people remember you like that. Have you ever remembered someone that you met very briefly, and just they've stuck in your mind? Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I can't even believe I remember her name right now. I only met her once. And uh, I was just like, I didn't have a car. I was living in Savannah, Georgia. My friend was a petty cab driver, so you know, we had a bike bucket in the seats in the back and shit. And I was just like waiting for him to get off so we could drive home. And uh, I was sitting outside of this uh, venue just like smoking. And uh, there was this girl there, and she was 
um, also smoking. Someone asked me for a cigarette, and I gave it to them. And she made some comment about it, and then we just started talking. And then we talked, and I can't even tell you what we talked about. I know mm-hmm. like part of it was something about like bands we listened to at the time. But we talked for about three and a half, four hours straight, and then like like I didn't have her number or anything. I didn't mm-hmm. like, contact her. Uh, I wasn't like interested in her in like a romantic way at all. It was just like a, this really like oddly satisfying interaction with a random human from the world. And like that's awesome. I just uh yeah, and it was weird. It was maybe like a, a year or two later. I realized I remembered her name, and Facebook became like more of a thing. And I found her on Facebook, and man, it sucked. Like, <laughs> you had all these expectations she, for talking. Every she made was a was like a, a panicked rant, but it was like a panicked rant about like how the, everything's falling apart, everything's terrible, and she's she's every day seemed very dramatic. And I'm not saying, like, it's valid or not. It's just, like, mm-hmm. it's intense, you know? And that was not at all the person that I met that day. So oh, wow. it was just strange to be... I felt like my reality was kind of broken. I, I was kind of mad at Facebook for the moment. Because I was like, I, I could have just lived the rest of my life thinking of this person as being this awesome person I met on the street one day. And now that I see who they really are, I don't... They're not what I thought. And, mm-hmm. and I'm bummed. Did you get catfished? No, I just uh, revealed someone's name. The opposite of catfishing, actually. And he said judgmental things about them. (laughs) Was that me? No. Good. Carrying on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Have you ever had an impact with a person randomly? I was getting my car fixed, uh several months ago, and I went to the diner for breakfast, Crystal Lake, because it was just right by the uh, the, the place uh, where I was going. And I sat there eating my, my breakfast, and some really crotchety old woman comes in, <clears throat> sits down, and just starts, like, being pissy about everything from the get-go. And I was just like, alright, please don't sit next to me. And, you know, just like, I, I had to... I was, I was thinking about moving over. She sat right next to me, and we ended up... Uh, like having a conversation and she was just really nice. And, uh, you know, when she would say something really crabby, like I'd be like, yeah, I agree with you. Cause you know, it was basically seeing me as an old woman. Uh, but, uh you know, I, I really wanted to avoid the whole experience. Cause I thought she was just like, I'd be like, what are you looking at? I just thought she, it was going to be like really, uh, you know, really just a terrible experience, but no, 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 we ended up just having breakfast together and having a nice chat. And then, Parted ways, never saw the person again. Awesome. So I do, I do think about randomly meeting people like that, who are just like kind of open to you. Yeah, I remember she was coming from Mass, and I was just like, I am really not religious. <laughs> I hope she doesn't bring anything up that I would have to be like, sorry, not my bag. <laughs> I know who Jesus is, but I just don't know Jesus. <laughs> is that is that kind of like what you were talking about? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Don't lie to me. Yeah, I can see it. Absolutely. Well, great. Brianna runs into a lot of people. I'm sure you have a lot of random, strange conversations. Yeah. Unless I'm the most like recent one that kind of stuck out though. That I've been going back to. It's, it's not really recent. It's like like three or four years ago. 
I went to a show because my friend's band was touring, so I saw him when they were in Philly, and I was just standing outside the venue smoking, waiting for him to come out. And there's this guy there selling water bottles to everyone coming out of the venue. I was like, that's smart. And he had a dog with him. Mm-hmm. And the dog kept coming over and just hanging out with me. So I'm like, of course I'll hang out with the dog. Big, scary-ass pit bull. Uh-huh. And I was like growling at everyone, but she'd come and just hang out with me. I'm like, all right. No leash or anything. And I found out that the dog's name was Purpose. I was like, huh. It's like this old thug in Philly, named his dog Purpose. I'm like, and I connect with this dog. (laughs) Alright, this might kind of be meant to be. So, everyone goes back in the show, and I'm just hanging out, because I don't like the music. So, just (laughs) hanging outside. And the guy that was selling the water started talking to me, and his name is Big Red. That's what they called him. I don't know what his actual name was. That was his name, Big Red. So it was Big Red and Purpose. But he was, like, saying how everyone at the show was all racist because they wouldn't buy water off of him because he was the only black guy there. I was like, no, just go over to the foundry. They'll buy water from you. He was like, well, that's where I'm going next. I'm like, all right, sure. But then we sat there and just talked about just life and shit. And he was like, oh, I'm homeless right now. I was like, okay, you don't look homeless. Like, you look fine. He's like, no, I'm living in the parking lot of the casino in my car. I'm like, with your dog? He's like, yeah, that's why I'm homeless. Because they said I had to get rid of the dog or I got kicked out. So he chose to get kicked out of his apartment so that he could keep his dog. I was like, alright, I like this guy. We just sat, like, the whole night just talking about whatever was on our mind. And then at the very end of the night, he was like, I knew just watching you sitting there with my dog that you got a good soul. Mm-hmm. I was like, alright, I like this guy. I was like, we were meant to just sit here and talk. That's awesome. And, like, I always forget people's names, like you said. I always remember Big Red and Purpose. Whenever I'm in this city, I'm, like, looking for a gray pit bull to see if it's Purpose. Wow. That's That's awesome. awesome. Yeah, that's great. How about you, Kim? Um, Did did I miss a story? No, I'm thinking on it, and I can't say that I actually have an encounter that is memorable. I've definitely talked to quite a lot of strangers, but nothing that stuck with me. Nothing that seems like some serendipitous meeting and you <laughs> no. learn a little about yourself. No. No. I guess we're all like living in an indie movie or something. That's uh, what's happening here. I mean, I'm pretty like open when it comes to talking with strangers. But um, I think I kind of scare people away. Cause, uh, it's like, who is this kind person? Just up a conversation. Yeah. Or, I don't know. I, I, I I don't, I usually avoid talking to people at all, but just recently, like, somebody says something to me, I'll give them a general response, like, not just like, eh, or ignore them, I'm just like, no, just start a conversation with them, just out of the blue, and it's been, it's been fun, you know, nothing, nothing life-changing or anything, you're just talking to somebody in the, in the grocery line, and you're just talking to somebody, I, I think I go shopping a lot, <laughs> shit. You love your, where do you go? You go to- I go to Aldi. And then I go to the produce junction to oh, get my yeah. produce, wow. and then I'll go to uh, to Shoprite to get anything I couldn't get at either place. Triple like, threat. yeah, you can't get you can't get just one red onion at all the produce junctions. You got to go to Shoprite. Yeah, I have this a, is a big deal. To be What's that? This is really how you grocery shop. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I spend money at three different places. You know, you go to Produce Junction, you pay two dollars, and you get a bushel of uh, of spinach, which is what I bought. It's no, like a pillow. Yeah. It's a pillowcase. That's why I had to learn how to freeze it. Oh yeah, blanch yeah. and freeze my, it. Yeah, my wife can blanch and freeze it. I I can't. I don't know how to do that. You know, I'm willing to try. 
But I know you have to like... So much work where you can just buy frozen spinach. All right. <laughs> no, I think it's worth it. Like, okay, good. Buy, good. Yeah, Thank you. Uh, if you're spending, spending four fifty for like seven bags of uh, frozen spinach, yeah, I can do it. And I'm not growing my own spinach, which would be nice, you know. Should have bought some. I, I'm gonna have to have you uh, <laughs> show me how to uh, plant things this uh, summer. Yeah, don't same. mind. Yeah. Literally, can we just have a day where we just hang uh, out in the garden? Yeah. 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 Let's do it. Because I also. Because I want to tear up the whole back of my or the whole backyard and put in those um you know those the square you know boxy uh gardens. But yeah. we have all the rodents. I don't know if you have a lot of rabbits. I have a groundhog that literally lives in my backyard under a tree. Two. Yeah, that's gonna Two. eat all everything. So yeah. they're a pain in the ass. You can grow peppers. They won't eat peppers. I want to eat peppers. Definitely not ones <laughs> you coach me to eat. <laughs> that one time he gave me a cool apeno that uh can burn my face off. Last <laughs> night actually, I went to a show and to see my one friend, but it wasn't really a band performance. I guess it was just kind of like a avant-garde theatrical uh, performance with music that he wrote behind it. It was very strange, but at one point, well, actually in the beginning, he just brought out a bucket, and put it in the middle of the floor, and then he had this red. Very pretty bottle. And he just grabbed a random purse from the audience. He was like, now don't touch this because it will burn. But just pour it onto a spoon as much as you want. So the guy's pouring. He's like, this is pure chili oil. He's just pouring. It looks like thick syrup. Just onto a spoon. The guy keeps pouring it, pouring it. The spoon's full. And he's like, I'm just going to eat this now. <laughs> and just ate it and immediately like freaked out and then started talking about like the molecular structure of it and how water makes it dissipate through your body and it doesn't help with the burn as you learned uh-huh. and he kept drinking water throughout his performance and throwing up through the entire performance oh into the bucket and it was called vomit cord it's the name of the project, so it's kind of fitting. Wow. Wow. And he still has the back of his teeth at this point? Yep. Okay, great. Holy shit. your whole so stomach I was like, lining just wow. for So when I saw him do that, I thought of you. I was like, you can't uh, handle jalapenos. Uh, and he's eating I was say, pure I don't like vomiting either, so chili oil. Yeah. Holy shit. Well, I swear, the, the, the time when I ate that whole thing, I thought you ate the whole thing, so I was like, ah, you know, what in Rome. Did you? You did. Yeah. Oh, but you could take it. Okay, great. Good to know. He's from Arizona. He's resilient. It's the word of the day. Ah. Resilient. Uh, resilient. Uh, acclimated to. <laughs> acclimated to what? Resilient? Capsaicin. Oh, okay, yeah. Well, okay, yeah. right in. your mouth, I'm going to as well. No, no, my mouth hated it. <laughs> I'll make sure I'll grow ghost peppers this year for you. Oh, thanks. Oh, You'll show me how to grow those ghost peppers. <laughs> so, yeah, I, then I, I, try I, and get a squirrel to eat it. I want to be able to more grow, like, every ingredient <laughs> oh chili in one little row. Great. That's doable. Yeah. Even if you do chicken chili, I can teach you that, too. Oh, I do. Then you'll have everything you need. Raise my own chickens. I'll give you one. Do you eat meat? Uh, okay. Yeah. I've most, killed most my people. own chickens before. Ah. I hated him, but the fox wouldn't kill him, so I uh. killed him. <laughs> <laughs> no, my chickens now are just pets. I don't eat them, but I'll eat other meat. Yeah, my friend had some chickens. I had chickens, too. My friend had chickens and a rooster, and... The rooster would fucking ass. Fuck that ass up. But we just, like, whatever. But then he started fucking with the hens. 
I was like, no, this guy's got to go. But he wasn't like prepared to butcher a chicken. Or, or, like, <laughs> That's messy. Or kill one. And his wife, it's worth knowing, has a like a crazy fear around knives. So, like a so, so all the knives are really, really dull. Right? Um, and Whoa. so he tried to like <sighs> cut the <sighs> chicken's head off. And uh, it just took way too long. It was kind of upsetting. And then his neighbor down the road, though, like, had this whole mechanism set up. Yeah, killing cone. Yeah, the cone. Yeah, yeah. Did I talk about this before? And no, like a, I just a, know killing cones. It was and a, the rotator, yeah, the, the feathers. Or, or like a dryer barrel or something like yep. that. That just defeathered the whole thing. And it was like a one-and-done, quick, like, assembly line-looking deal. Yeah, I'm sure if I saw that, I probably wouldn't eat chicken anymore, so I'm not I didn't that. eat that rooster, for sure. I'm sad about it. But that guy wasn't good. That's why I killed my wife, <laughs> because he was an asshole. Wow. The fox wouldn't even kill him, so I had to kill him, and we ate him. They got those, you seen rooster fucking claws? they spurs. The spurs on the back of their legs, are, they're just giant, like... Claws, they're just they're giant just, hook. It's crazy. <laughs> like, that shit will fuck you up. <laughs> That's for cockfighting, they take yeah, them yeah. out. No, they take them out and they put blades in. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah, because they come at you with it. Yeah. You know? Oh, wow. Wow. Cockfighting. Yeah, That's so. a Philly thing and a Vineland thing. What, cockfighting? Mm-hmm. I have no idea about this uh, subculture. huge. Fighting roosters? Yep. That is fascinating. <laughs> I have no idea how to feel about it. I, I think I feel numb at this point. <laughs> you know, we use some crazy shit to animals. A lot of them are um, extinct now because of uh, us. I think. Not you. But <laughs> not me, but you know, I'm part of uh, the problem. You killed all the woolly mammoths. Yeah. You did. No, you, you, you definitely. What was it? The, uh, the, the, the bushfires in Australia recently? Or, Koalas. Yeah. If I, like they said 500,000 just yep. wiped out animals. Yeah. I did not know that. Yeah, like no. it's not going to recover. There's and like, they did the math, and there's like no way for it to recover. And it's not well, like it's going to be the last bushfire. The koalas. Oh my god. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to be the last time it happens, so they'll get the other 500,000 later. Fuck. Uh, yeah. Well, it's not funny, even though I sound like I'm trying to make a joke of it. Uh, like, there's something where I think about it, it's just like, I wish there was something I could do. I could jump on a plane and throw some water on it. <laughs> All I have my my thoughts and prayers. I'm so fucking 2019 is not even. Oh my god, thoughts and prayers. I want to vomit when I hear that. I want to vomit when I hear a lot of things, but I'm just like, you know what, Michael? Just let people do what they do. Because, yeah. I'm sorry. No, I feel that too. This post is really sad and you should share it if you don't. Puppies will die. Oh god. Yeah, I did one of those Comment recently. Oh my god. If you're gonna pray for this person. But it's like I'm just like, you're not telling me what to do. If everyone that commented thoughts and prayers just gave like one fucking head into what they're saying thoughts and prayers to like that probably would add up to like some sort of something that could actually make a change in whatever they're commenting Yeah. Your thoughts and prayers on your shit. That's where and talking about the story of your life too, uh people get to live in a reality where they can tell themselves they're good and they're living by these certain beliefs and standards and all they have to do is a like button. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They don't actually have to do anything. 
like totally fucks. I feel like you won't be you of yourself. Yeah, because then you get to walk around feeling so good, so good because you made a pose to fucking like this thing, but you actually didn't do anything. Right. Every time I get like one of these messages in my inbox, like, oh, you have to share this with me, and it's a ton of people who don't, then like, I know you have shit. I'm like, not sending it back. Yep. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not, not justifying that behavior. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I feel that. like it's always like the old single women that do that, yeah. or the crazy Christian women. Like, I it. never respond that's to this. Thing. Then I'm like, if you don't want to be friends with me because I'm not sending this to you again, then like, so They're all like the people where I'm like, I need to put on a nice, pretty face when I'm around you. Otherwise, there's going to be a fight. Except I got one from a scammer before. They hacked someone's Facebook and started trying to tell me about the Illuminati. Oh, that was an interesting I, I one. And but the thing was like it was they hacked a guy's Facebook that would probably actually be into that because the first conversation I had with him was about the reptile people that run the government living oh, under DC. Sure. So I'm like, oh yeah, he would totally tell me about the Illuminati. But no, it was a hacker. One conspiracy theory I, I like was like the uh, lost time theory, or you know, where like 300 years of time are unaccounted for. In human existence. What? I've never heard of that. I love this already. Oh, yeah. I'm already going to Google it. We need to do a yeah. conspiracy theory podcast. I know there's somebody who said they wanted to do a conspiracy theory one, but uh, I don't know the exact way to describe it, but a whole 300 years of history. That's awesome. Almost happened. like after the so, Black yeah. Plague it's, and when everything burned, yeah. so just, it's, we completely it's forgot It's 300 years it. ago, but... We just call it, yeah, yeah. Weird. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was getting my sleeve done, my tattoo artist would play conspiracy videos. Oh, yeah? And I saw it like hours upon hours. Probably like plus, 50, 50 plus hours into that. And now you hide that sleeve with sweaters. up conspiracy <laughs> theories. And like, a lot of them, like some of them were interesting, but a lot of them were just bad. Like somebody made for like a, a shitty school project or yeah. something, you know? Birds aren't real. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was an interesting that, was, that was a that's just made up. Somebody made that up to like sell merchandise. Birds aren't real. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish they. Were. Yeah. What's that? I wish they were. <laughs> you wish they were not real. Wish they were real. But you don't believe birds are real. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you think birds are real? I mean, I I'm a bird. I'm a bird believer. Believer. Are you a bird person? <laughs> I love how people who I love the idea, the whole idea of bird watching, and that you, you call yourself a birder, and people are like super uh, into it, mm-hmm. and and then the whole thing is just based on honor system. I saw every bird, and they're like, <laughs> okay, and you win. Yeah, like Pokemon, right? Isn't that how they do that? It is. It's the original Pokemon. <laughs> it kind of is. Like, you gotta watch them all. I have a bird that hangs out with me outside. That is a card, a female cardinal. She hangs out with me. Oh, nice. Oh. Maybe somebody knows what this is. I'm going to show you this bird. Mm. Mm. Talk amongst yourselves. Pokemon Snap. Did you ever play that, anybody? No. Uh, mm. It's a weird game where you're a photographer. Oh, and yeah. And you can throw apples. Yes. And you're just on a boat. and then you Take, take pictures. pictures. Yeah, I did play that. It looks like a cardinal, but it's got gray feathers. Probably a female. Yeah, it's a female cardinal. Well, I'm not an ornithologist. Well. Shit. Yeah, That's what hangs out so with me. Chock-full of just animal knowledge. That's animal awesome. and plant knowledge. Like you, I want to be, like, 
your occurrences in life. Same. Awesome. You actually know about the wolf. Right. Yeah, I had never seen a blue jay when I first moved out here. A blue jay landed next to me, and I was like, wow, look at that amazing looking bird. In Guatemala, they have cat jays. Cat jays. And they look kind of like blue jays, but they were more gray. Mm. But they sound like meowing cats. Yes. And they fucking scared the shit out of me because I was (laughs) up on a mountain and there was a huge flock of them. And I was just walking through this nature preserve and I'm like, where are all these cats? And then I finally realized it was the birds everywhere. (laughs) Jeez. Yeah, this bluebird was like, (laughs) you know, I was just like, I was like, what? Like, I was so fucked up about it. I was like, I've always heard about the bird singing the song. I didn't realize it was, you know? <laughs> <laughs> that was a tweedle you know? Oh, that's a rock and robin, actually. They go tweedle Yeah, yeah. Tweedle-eat. like, whoa, I did not expect that. <laughs> I, I, I love when it's like springtime and all the new baby birds are, are born. So you hear, uh, you know, the actual way that they're supposed to tweet, and uh, then you'll hear like a really shitty copy of it, and that's the, uh, the baby bird learning how to tweet. Their father oh, nice. will teach them. So whenever you're like, you hear, and then you hear, that shit is, uh, yeah, yeah, listen for that in the spring. It's a, it's just like a very rewarding thing. That's how I can tell the age of a rooster because of that. Oh yeah. I can can tell a young rooster from an old rooster. Trying to do their best. uh, I'm like, oh, he's not quite there yet. He's still got a month to go. (laughs) Then he gets his voice. My old neighbors had, they said they had over 10,000 birds, and of, like, multiple variations. Mm-hmm. That's fair. So, so I could, but I could say my back portion was just like, ah, ah, it was like, every bird at once <laughs> was just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> they had, like, emus and parrots and everything in between. And then sometimes you hear the coyotes and <laughs> something. Yep. Wow. I heard a mallard getting drowned at the lake. Oh my god! The other day, New Year's wow. Eve, I was at my friend's house, and they live right on the other side of Collinswood. Lake. You're getting that's drowned, crazy. and I was like, Who's... "Oh, I hear geese flipping out." And I was like, "Oh, oh that's a mallard," and I was like, "Oh, that mallard is drowning." Oh, yeah, you could hear it all. I did not know. And like the geese were all like freaking out. You know, when I oh, said, it was I, interesting. I see, like, some mob scene where uh, a flock of geese are just like drowning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, Trying to get some information out of a, a mallard. Yeah, that's great. And then humans walking by are like, all the birds. Yeah. No, it's the turtles yeah. that do it. The <laughs> turtles that, do it. Lovely. Wait, what do the turtles do? They attack the geese. No shit. Yeah, they eat them. Wow. They drown them and eat them. The snappers. I saw one before when I was little, a duck that got attacked by a turtle, and, like, the bottom part of its beak was, like, ripped off and, like, hanging off the side. And I was, like, five or six. I was like, I don't want to ever see that again. And it was still alive, like walking uh, around. It's like it's beak. A few, years, a few years back, after like some uh, really big storm, I was just walking my dog in the uh, park near where I live, and uh, just saw a beaver. I knew it was a beaver by the tail, but the head was not there anymore. Yeah. Just, oh. <laughs> just, and my dog was like sniffing. I was like, no, 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 no. We don't, we don't go near to that. That's a raccoon That's kind awesome. of thing to do. Yeah. You do that kind of foxes. Oh God, I had a they just like mutilate stuff and kill them for fun. I had a coon house. Uh, my, my brother had one. Uh, I will do that too. Had just brought on the back porch the decapitated head of a raccoon and just yep. dropped it on our porch. He was like, oh, okay, wow. thank you, Beetle. Wow. Yeah. 
I was sitting up back smoking because I was banished by the downstairs neighbors to the outside smoke. And it was late at night, and a raccoon walks up. And I had never seen a raccoon in my life before, by the way. And I just go, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and it just, like, kind of stops in a way that's kind of like, whoa, 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 it's cool, bro. Like, what's going on? You know? <laughs> and he's just like, kind of, like, checking me out. <laughs> I had to, like, get up and, like, walk away, like, well, who are you? What are you doing here? You know? <laughs> but, uh, he looks so cool, you know? It's like I wanted him. You're <laughs> so terrified you of them. I wanted to hang out with him, but, like, yeah, I've heard terrible raccoons things Raccoons and possums. Like, I'm fine. Like, I've, like, pet them. them yeah, like, I've pet them and, like, hung out with them, but, like, if there's one out in the wild, like, nope, stay away from me. Now, ever since Pocahontas, I wanted a, uh, a, a cartoon raccoon. You've yeah. also never seen a rabid raccoon, though. Yeah, but oh, they don't do my. that in the cartoons, do they? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm terrified of. Cartoons? Having rabies. Yeah, cartoons. Fucking mm-hmm. rabies, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm scared of. <laughs> yeah, we do have a lot of larger mammals in Arizona. It's like lizards and snakes and, and politicians. Squirrels and right. jackrabbits. Mm-hmm. Lizard people, right? Jackrabbits. Lizard. That's jack- lizard people, politicians. No, jackalopes. No, the jackrabbits. <laughs> jackalopes. The jackrabbits <laughs> of Arizona have no idea if they should or should not cross the road. Okay, if the Jackrabbits of Arizona is not an indie band, it's in my <laughs> band. <laughs> and they wait until the last possible moment as you're driving by to make a decision, and the decision is to go for it. And, and they just, like, commit suicide in front of your car. It's terrible. Oh, wow. my God. And then you feel horrible because you're kind of slowing down, but you're like, what are you going to do? Are you gonna... He's like, I'm going to go this way. No, 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 no. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. It looks like he's just gonna stay there, and you go, and he's like, "No!" And he goes for it, and he just crushes himself. It's terrible. Oh, I mean the laugh. No, it's it's kind of funny, but it's like you know, cars have been around for a while. Figure this out. Don't go onto the. <laughs> <laughs> don't go onto the roads, bro. Like I'm trying to slow down and give you a heads up and figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I was driving out here one of the um one summer in in a. Uh, a squirrel just fell from the sky. What the fuck? And landed and landed on my windshield. <laughs> what are you fucking No. I was terrified. It was like, I was like, oh my god. Like, he just like fell out of the tree or something. But, what the fuck? And then I had this whole flash scenario of this squirrel that just couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> the stocks are down. Yeah. Cell walnuts. I saw a turkey Acorns. fall out of the sky and hit a car. It was like trying oh to fly and fell on 295. So a turkey just Feathers. Yeah. That's all I saw was just an explosion of feathers. Uh, well, I saw, I was walking around the desert one day, and we have peregrine falcons in Arizona. They're like the fastest birds. They like die at like 20 miles per hour or something. And so I saw like some quail take off near, near me, and this thing just shoots from the sky, and just this explosion of feathers. <laughs> it was the craziest thing I'd ever seen. And it just takes off this fucking quail. Uh, a few years it seems ago, a little unnecessary. <laughs> a few years ago, I was I was uh, just taking a walk with my wife, and um, we we're almost at our destination. And from the sky, just drops a uh, a thing of a ear of corn. Uh-huh. But you know, it was just like decoration for a Halloween Halloween at somebody's house. But the squirrel ate all the corn, threw it at us, and just looked at oh. it, just like run away from one branch to the other branch on the, the other side of the street. I was just like, oh well. Fuck you. Uh, they used to do bro. that on my house. Like, I'd hang out on my deck and they'd chuck acorns at you. Oh, my okay, God. So th- what? It was just like, what a they big fucking thing to do. They weren't allowed to come down from the tree because I was there. 
They were scared. So they they throw well, acorns at me. So you oh think? Would you think that they that, that did the squirrel just like clumsily drop the the uh, it might have chucked it? it? Just chucked it out of the way. Now there's you squirrel. There's squirrels. I hate them. They're a pain in the ass. I saw this hawk. They're fun to shoot with paintball guns though. Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know if I go that far. <laughs> it doesn't kill them though. They just have a giant orange mark on them, and then you know which squirrel he shot. Oh no! <laughs> they still hang out. <laughs> That's terrible. It's a little limp. <sighs> yeah, last last winter I saw, uh, I was walking my dog and um, there was just like some squirrel on the ground and my dog was about to freak out and jump at it. Hawk came around the corner, swooped the thing up and just Holy took it away. Shit. Yeah, that was, uh, that was my favorite yeah. part of nature. An owl took, I had a long haired chihuahua. <laughs> an Please, owl, no. An owl took it. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, big ass owl. Oh Skeeter shit. taken by Hooter. Yeah, my dad was devastated. It was the only animal he didn't treat like shit. Oh. And he was just like, no. Listen. Oh, damn. Owls? Owls can pick up that much dog? Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Like 20 pounds? It's probably like a great horned owl. They're huge. It's a big ass. They're like that tall. They're like the big white ones. Yeah. Like from the lab and some shit. I'm fucking with that owl. Yeah. Yeah, not the little, like, screech owls that are, like, this big around here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. And we have these uh, barn owls, too. They're big, too. And we had these little hawks. I can't remember what they were called, but they were nocturnal. And I think they were hawks. But they were like, <laughs> like they were like, made the weirdest sound you hear bouncing all around you at night, but you couldn't see anything. It was just these like, weird little pulses of sound. Might be like an osprey or something like that. And birds. Birds. Yeah, birds are great, man. Yeah, birds are great. Did you ever get pooped on by a bird? <laughs> all uh, the yes. time. Yes, I witnessed it happen to people. I, found, I don't know that I've ever been... I thought I was once, but I think birds just pissed on me. And I don't know. People <laughs> they don't talk, pee. They don't pee? No. Well, the white part of their poop is I felt like this. I felt like this oh, wetness this. go down the back of my <laughs> neck, and I was just like, oh, the bird must have peed, because I don't see any poop. There's no poop there, so... Maybe yeah. I just imagined it. Everybody wants to be pooped out every, every once in a while. Maybe. That's not part of the human experience. Uh, yeah, it is. And yeah? fractured your reality, and you had to build upon a new reality in which you know that you can actually get pooped on by birds. <laughs> I like where this is going. Go on. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> now you're resilient. Are you, you made it through that? Live in this world where you can potentially get pooped on at any moment. Bring it around. I like how you you brought this whole thing full circle. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think I would be able to uh, bounce back from getting shit on. So uh, please, for any uh, future admirers, don't poop on me. Life goes on. Man. I heard a shit story. happens. <laughs> I heard a story of some guy who uh, got struck by lightning three times and then won the lottery. And wow! And then what happened? Yeah. Nothing else really needs to happen at that point. Um, you know, he's done. <laughs> the story is that it's like the world's luckiest man. or unluckiest lucky man. I don't know. Do you not know anything about men? They're raining. Nope. Hallelujah. Raining men in this I'm climate. I'm glad you got that. Yeah, At that, first, I thought you were confused. Could you imagine if it starts snowing, man, and they're just like slowly falling down? You could catch that. They wouldn't like <laughs> flat on the ground. You could use those men. You know, that song would play in the Reese Tell store I worked at, and there would be 10 year old children 
Just standing there looking at toys. While it would be splaring, I'm going to go out and let myself get absolutely soaking wet. Yeah, yeah, no, it's definitely a song about... You're not getting wet from the water, miss, because you've already established that it's raining men. (laughs) This is uncomfortable. And we're concerned about, like, the Christmas cold outside. It's like, what about it's raining men, people? Yeah, Kids misconstrued lyrics. I like when they mishear lyrics. Yeah, um, my stepdad's Turkish, so he speaks bad English. And have you heard that song? It's Ace of Base. All that she wants mm-hmm. is another baby. So he asked me one day, he's like, hey, what does Maxima mean? Maxima? I don't know, use it in a context. He was like, you know, like that song. Oh, Maxima. He's in the baby. And Maxim- so he's Maxima. <laughs> he's walking around thinking Maxima is like some word that he's just never heard before. I was like, oh no. Wow. Fuck. Uh, I, I used to think for the longest time that uh, I wasn't really ready for this jelly. <laughs> and I think it's. No, no, no. It, that is the lyric. Like, no, I, I thought it wasn't. Ready that I wasn't ready this. for Destiny. Like Destiny's Child. But it was. You're not ready for this jelly. Do you know what song I'm talking Beyonce about? Beyonce or something? Beyonce was in, in uh, Jelly's Child. Or Destiny's Child, as it were. No, that's SWV. What? SWV? TLC? Yeah, I have TLC. But you don't know SWV. SWV? We're only six years of... What does that stand for? No. no acronym at me. It's an R&B group. Two girls. They're like TLC. But what do they sing? That right here song? No. No, 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 no. That's uh, Alice Cooper. What? No. Alice Cooper has a radio show in Arizona. Okay, great. And he just talks about how fucking great he is. And yeah. how he influenced music so profoundly. And he's writing a song right now. I don't know what it's about, but... It's going to change the world. Like, it's like, that guy's so fucking annoying. And he fights with Dio about who created the devil. Apparently it was Dio. Alice Cooper loses him. Yeah. yeah right it was here, me. We, I'm so into you. Rain. You're always on my mind. Yeah, these are these are bangers from the 90s. Oh, yeah. yeah nice. That's where... You're always on my mind. Not that one, right? No. <laughs> no, the SWB. That's what my brain SWB. went to first. And I was yeah. like, that's not what he's talking about. No, 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 no for sure no. I guess uh, we should wind it down. All right. Brianna, is there anything pressing on your mind after listening to us for an hour and a half or however long this has been? No, not really. Give me something. What's, what's on your mind? R&B groups now. R&B groups. So what's your favorite R&B group? I don't really like any. I used to listen to TLC because my sister did. Yeah. But, yeah, not a fan. No, I think at one point Q102 was my jam as a child. That was my instinct phase. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I would have never guessed. Yep. I was in love with Lance Bass. I always liked the gay guys. Oh, my God. The drummer of my old metal band, was, his first concert was in sync, too. I never saw them. Oh. <laughs> it was a very weird a- musical. It went from in sync to Good Charlotte to Atreyu. You. Oh, that's yeah, so right. Interesting okay. jumps. You remember the clippets? Yep. 30 seconds of the fucking song? I had in sync and Britney yeah. Spears, O-Town. Yeah, I'm so proud. Well, that's great. 
So what's on your mind, Dags? Well, I've been really thinking recently about um, the uh, state of uh, my own mind, uh, where I've been going recently with my thoughts. And um, whenever I try to use words, I try to follow them to their conclusion, but I forget what the words are going to be by the end of the sentence that I just keep rambling on. So, Love it. in conclusion, <laughs> not, not much. Oh. Nice. You thought I was building up to something. No, uh, I was just hoping you could just keep going and see how long you go for. No, uh, that, was, that was it. I, I used one breath of uh, my oh, okay. oxygen and then I had to breathe again, so I stopped talking. Oh. That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. We do need to breathe. We do. As humans. Yeah. By the way, um, if you have anything else to say to me, just get it off your chest right now, Jeremiah. Just do it. Just talk to me. I mean, I we're all listening. I haven't prepared something to say. No, yeah, I'm happy to say things at you. You want to go with awkward silence? Go with awkward silence. I am here to wait. I mean, it's only awkward maybe for you. I'm okay. With no, I'm fine with it. I could just. I'm comfortable in the awkward. That's good. That's it good. It makes me more comfortable the more awkward. Oh, cool, yes. cool, cool. Things can only get better from here. <laughs> I'm just going to stare into your eyes until you ask me the question you want to ask me. Start hallucinating. There are no questions. Resilience is where we started. Yeah, that is. I mean, we talked about a lot of things. Did we learn anything about resilience, or did we just talk until I think I definitely we talked before listening? Because we had to, we, we kind of worked through like defining it, which is always fun because I always realize, oh, I don't really know. Yeah, but we have to go off the de- definition off the top of our heads. I think we all had different ideas of what we thought yeah, yeah, yeah. resilience was. Um, That's interesting. Yeah, I thought resilience was a plant-based material. <laughs> How long that was. See. Part of the human emotion? Is it a human? No, it's not a human emotion. It's a it's part. Of, it's like part of being human. But I think we can feel resilient. Do you feel resilient right now? Right now, no. No, I'm pretty fucking vulnerable right now. That's what I'm trying to say. Sometimes I think of babies coming out of the womb and they're crying. Yeah. You know? They're like, ah, this is. It was like a jig. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it probably sucks. Like, you know, it's the first time they're experiencing the feeling of, like, air against their skin. And maybe they're like, that sucks. And, and maybe that hurts. Maybe they're, maybe it's just, like, an upsetting experience to, like, it's cold. feel that transition that, into that, the world. It's definitely cold for them. It's and, like getting out of a hot shower. It sucks, you know? And then every point from that point forward is just you. Get used to not being in that to the world at yeah. large, you know. Until you die. And so until <laughs> you like, oh yeah, this is great. Uh. You know, I feel like you know, if you're a human, you are resilient. If you are alive, you are resilient. Like it's just an inevitable. There is an instinct to survive, so there's an instinct to get over all this petty bullshit. Yeah. House burned down. Fuck that noise. Get another house. Yeah. Stay with friends. We are resilient, whether we recognize it or not. Yeah, I don't think we recognize it enough. Good for you, humans. It's worth it, I think, in the end, to suffer through whatever it is you're suffering through. Suffering through, because I can't think of a time that I suffered through something um, pointlessly. I mean, there is pointless suffering in the world, don't get me wrong. Right, we do this podcast. But most of the time, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, the majority of the time, it's purposeful, you know, and you actually bring a tremendous amount, and you look back and you're just thankful. Yeah, you know? I'm thankful for you, Jeremiah. Hey, thank thanks. you for coming today. Well, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brianna, you didn't have to come, and you did it. Yep. It's great of you. I look forward to it. Yeah, me too. This is our thing now. We got a thing. How great is that? I enjoy the thing. Yeah, this is like church for us, basically. Ah, it's our own little. 
youth group or middle adult group or now they're old man. I dig it. I wish I didn't close because I really love like Kukui does, but I always close at work. Yeah. Um, make some extra burritos or something or sandwiches. I'm convinced you really want to be my friend. I, yeah. All right. How do we end this thing? You know what? We'll end it by saying this. You know, I, I don't, at a certain point in my life, I, I did really like, I'm like, I have enough friends and don't. Like, I don't really need, require anyone else. Yeah. But then you meet some people and it's like, it's not often that you get to meet someone who's, who has the willingness or courage, I dare say, to just be themselves and be honest and have, and, and share those human experiences. You know, we were talking about the impressionable people we met randomly mm-hmm. as strangers. You know, those people impressed upon us because they were human beings. When you go about your day, usually bumping into people who are busy going on to the next scene where they're like preoccupied with whatever or like actually company policy doesn't allow them to express themselves. You know, and every once in a while you get to meet someone who like can and is willing to. That's special and rare genuine and lovely and I think they have that side of you and I appreciate it. I really feel like you're holding back, Jeremiah. Maybe we'll find out how <laughs> much you're going to let loose next week. Hit the thing and make it stop. Yeah.